Joan Hogan welcoming you to the Prairie Doc radio program. Rick Holm, our Prairie Doc, is on his way and ready to answer your questions of a medical nature. He has worked with the Avira Medical Group Brookings and has served as a clinical professor at the University of South Dakota's Sanford School of Medicine. I know Rick will be here in a minute, but before he comes, we did have guests today, and I'm so pleased to welcome two women who want to talk to us about the uh, Brookings Empowerment Project. First, we have Kathleen Holloman, who was past president of the Brookings Empowerment Project. Welcome, Kathleen. Thank you for having us. Well, it's good to have you here. And with Kathleen is uh, Nikki Eining, who is a mental health therapist at Avira Medical, and she's also uh, with the Brookings Mental Health Task Force. Welcome to you. Thank you. Good morning. It's good to have both of you here. And we're going to talk about a project that's coming up in October. But before that, I had not heard, before I heard from Kathleen, of the uh, Brookings Empowerment Project. Kathleen, you've been with it not quite since its beginning, but it's been in Brookings for at least 10 or 15 years. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the Brookings Empowerment Project? Well, the main goal when we first started was to find housing for mentally ill patients when they were released from uh, Yankton State Hospital. And it's taken a lot of money to do that sort of thing. So um, my term as president, I was basically worried about fundraising. And then we got a new president about a year ago. And he's a businessman, and he is a go-getter, and we are getting closer to that home. Oh, that's fantastic. So that's Craig Paul. He's not with us today, but he did a lot of good. Yeah, okay. And the pitter-patter of wingtips just arrived on the scene. Dr. Holm, good to have you with us. I was right on time until my GI tract, you know, this darn surgery that I had, you know, so I'm blaming that, and so... There's truth to that. But the point I'm making is I apologize I'm a little late, but thank you both for being here. And Joan, thank you for being here. Well, we're just happy to be here yes. and happy that you are as well and that you're feeling well enough to be here. Um, we were just ta- I was just talking with Kathleen about the Brookings Empowerment yes. Project. And so its goal initially was to help people for housing mm-hmm. with mental Ill- illness, but it has gone beyond that now, hasn't it? Yes, we're really getting getting close to have that transitional housing for them and um, education is very very important to us the stigma of mental health is so big and that's why we're having this forum that we're going to be talking about shortly Um, we want people to not feel bad about having a mental illness it's a brain problem and imbalance and uh, nothing we can do about it I would challenge anyone who's listening actually to think about the fact that if you don't have a significant uh, mental health problem you probably have a minor one and certainly intermittently uh, we all go through different uh, times of our lives when uh, our mental health is truly challenged and put that all aside we are all related or we are all connected to someone who has uh, challenges so um, to be involved and to care about this issue uh, is all of our uh, obligations and basically so if you're human you've been affected y- yeah. by this right <laughs> there it is <laughs> directly or indirectly so, so i you know you're 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 both involved in making an effort to try to help those who uh, have struggled with this 
What what is your um, your your plan of uh, this program, Doctor Holm? Why don't we take a break first before answering that question? We'll be back right after these words. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. Happy to have you listening today. Joan Hogan here. Dr. Rick Holm is in the studio, and we're ready to answer questions, but um, we were kind of hoping you might have questions dealing with our discussion today. We have two guests today, and they're both with the Brookings Empowerment Project. First to speak was Kathleen Holloman, who has been past president of the project and is now in chair, chairman of education. And with education... We come on to Nikki Eining, and Nikki Eining is a mental health therapist at Avera, and she is helping with this forum that is going to be coming up. Why don't you tell us about the forum, Nikki, and welcome to the show, Nikki. Yes, thank you. So on um, Monday, October 2nd in the evening, at uh, panel starts around 7 p.m., um, we are going to have a handful of individuals who have a lot of different educational backgrounds centered on mental health as well as dependency. Um, and we're just really excited to be able to offer some educational opportunities for individuals to come. It is free to come and ask questions. We know the importance of being able to ask questions uh, without judgment, and so there'll be pieces of paper to write down questions and hand in. Uh, so we want everybody to really take advantage of the opportunity where we have some individuals with a lot of diverse background as far as uh, <clears throat> education with dependency on gambling, alcohol, substance abuse, mental health and illness and interventions, a lot of different individuals who are there to support the community. So that's going to be a week and a half from today. Correct. On a Monday evening, starting at really 6.15, and then the panel discussion begins at 7, uh, and that's at McCrary Gardens Visitor Center. Yes. It's going to cost a lot of money to go to this important seminar, though. How much is the, the price for the attendance? free isn't it it's free <laughs> free it's free you and weren't sure at you first even get refreshments oh for refreshments for free so the point of, uh and it that doesn't mean the value is is zero the price is zero the value is going to be um uh way up there because it's going to open your eyes to the reality of of the problems that the hidden problems the covered up problems uh that that people have uh in this community, every community. So is this only for Brookings people or is this for people from the surrounding communities? We would love for anybody who is interested in coming to be here. Okay. So uh, what do you think are, is going to be, are going to be the, the, um, the topics that people are going to talk about? And by the way, please consider calling in a question about this or other topics at 692-1430. Uh, today, uh, we have, uh, you know, a, a half an hour to answer your questions and discuss these things. But what do you think is going to be um, the, the trend of the discussion uh, a week and a half from now? I think it will be really interesting. Um, you know, everybody, everybody has a different story. And so that's, again, really different for everybody. When um, we look at co-occurring disorders, there's a lot of research centered on different studies with adverse childhood stressor experiences and kind of how some of that maybe leads to addiction in different forms. And so it'll be really interesting to kind of see how people are 
open to asking questions and sharing stories and what type of information we can try to get individuals as far as local resources and supports and uh, evidence-based research practice and different things like that to support individuals. I love to hear you say the word evidence-based. You know, the, in the fields of science, we seem to have evidence-based data on, well, let's see, cardiology, you know, on neurology, and on endocrinology, and on issues uh, that we generally deal uh, with, which we daily deal with in the medical field. But evidence-based in psychiatry and psychology is a little thinner, or has been historically, but we're moving in the right direction. Correct. Yeah, uh, and again, that the panel just has a really diverse team of individuals. Yeah, uh, tell us about these people. And I will kind of send that over to Kathleen to do so. Well, first of all, we have a doc, Dr. Pavlis who comes from uh, the uh, specialty clinic over in Flandreau. He has an office over in, Mad in Marshall, Minnesota also. He is board certified in adult psychiatry from the American Board of Psychiatry and Neurology. He was South Dakota State Psychiatric Director for the Division of Correctional Behavioral Health, and he has special interest in addiction medicine. That's really neat. I mean, a, a physician uh, who's... Uh, who, so you're going to have a physician on the panel. Mm -hmm. that's, yes. That's wonderful. The second uh, panelist will be De Deb Hammer from the uh, Behavioral Services in Watertown. She has been in addictions for 24 years. Uh, she started with the Human Service Agency about eight, 18 years ago. And for the past five years, she has been coordinator of Serenity Hills Halfway House and Detox Center, which we would love to have in Brookings also, but we don't have that. You don't have an addiction center. And, uh, you know, with the new Mental Health Task Force, I think that's probably something that's going to happen in the future too. Can I inter interject there when you said Serenity Hills is in Watertown we'd love to have something like that in Brookings but if we don't people could go to the one in Watertown couldn't they? It's it's for males only about five years ago it changed for males only so um, so there are a lot of people who are who left are not out. Gonna, yeah, yeah not they don't have it available to them. The third person is also from Watertown um, his name is Dave Mendel he uh, started working at the Yankton State Hospital back in 1987. He uh, worked at the Mike Durfee State Prison with people with co-occurring disorders. And uh, he also works with adolescents who have oppositional behavior. The fourth panelist is Christy Elton Osmera. She was working with adolescents at the Keystone Treatment Center in Canton. So adolescence is her sp field of... Uh, it's going influence. to be covered. You know, all ages will be covered, so we're really excited about that. And, and then, then last not but not least... Right, Nikki Eining, who is talking to you. She's been in Brookings for about two years with the Avera Behavioral Health Center, which is located in the 1921 building here in Brookings. And we were fortunate enough that she would be on our panel also. So 
that's our panelists, and I think we've got a wonderful setup for them. Yeah. I think something to point out, too, um, some of the individuals who are with us have some background. You know, when we tend to think about dependency and addiction, we instantly think of alcohol or um, substance use. And, you know, that's really not the case. There's a lot of dependency when it comes to gambling or food consumption. Um, a lot of different uh you know, indicators of how how are we dependent upon something to try to cope with maybe something negatively going on in our lives or um, maybe a chemical imbalance in our brain if we're experiencing anxiety or depression and we're really struggling to kind of manage that and we look for different things like internet, food, gambling to try to uh, cope with that and it, it becomes that dependency that's really not healthy. Um, so, I think a lot of those uh, panelists come with a lot of different experience with that type of background as well, as far as I know one of the panelists is a certified gambling addiction specialist. So I think it's really great to have anybody really struggling with any type of dependency to come and ask questions and take advantage of this opportunity. I think about, uh, as you pointed out, that uh, depression in particular, uh, but uh, anxiety, which which is an, uh, something that goes hand in hand with depression, uh, are often is self-treated uh, by uh, overuse of of alcohol or uh, narcotics or other uh, forms of of uh, of drugs, and that uh, there is uh, if you treat the the addiction, uh, but you don't treat the um, depression, you're missing out, uh, and and very very commonly, uh, I think that there is an underlying psychopathology, as you would say, in in medicine. You know, there's some illness uh, that's going on, uh, s something that happened in their lives in the past, or some imbalance of a chemical, or whatever it might be that causes these things in people's brains, uh, that uh, is being self-treated, uh, not very effectively. In fact, made often made worse by sleeping pills, by tranquilizers that are, that are uh, one-sided and not, uh, you know, they're taking care of anxiety, but they're making the depression worse and so on. So I, I think we need to understand that the, the mental illness uh, that is uh, behind all of these addiction problems. And that's really where they came up with the term of co-occurring disorder, because you do have both of those pieces occurring at the same time and you see the trend especially in South Dakota the shift of community mental health centers looking at how do we uh, support individuals or families struggling with uh, co-occurring disorders and so when you look at entities even locally in Brookings such as Avera, Lutheran Social Services, East Central um, really taking on you know not only having that support for mental health piece but as well as that addiction and dependency piece so we do have some some great local uh, supports in our community and I'm really excited to see how the panel goes it will be fun to see I think it'd be really interesting to see how they progress and also who they pull into this and I'm hoping mm -hmm. this program might uh, attract some people who would not have heard about it, want to know more about it. Right now we're going to take a break and we'll be back right after these words. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. We're having an interesting discussion with uh, two women who are involved with the Brookings Empowerment Project and they have a program that will be 
that will occur October 2nd, which is a Monday night at 6.15. It is open to the public. The panel, as uh, Kathleen just described, is quite extensive and quite good. I mean, they're going to cover about every s aspect of mental illness possible. Right, a week and a half from now, a week from this coming yes, Monday. not this coming Monday, but October 2nd. Uh, to, to take a break from this discussion, we did have a woman call in with a question, okay. and it has nothing to do with this, but I know you like to ask any, answer any questions that come in if you can. It's a 66-year-old woman who called in. She said she both bikes and walks, and her heart, she's wondering if her heart rate is too low. Her heart rate is 45. Is that a number? Well, if, if it's if it's resting and at 45 and she's comfortable and not passing out when she stands up, it's probably not a problem. I would guess that she's very likely on a, a blood pressure medicine that also slows the, the blood pressure down a little bit. Uh, and uh, there could be an intrinsic, I mean by the way, by the word intrinsic, there could be a problem with her heart rhythm and this is a clue but if she's not having problems she's not passing out she's not having falling out spells she's not falling um, and she's 66 and otherwise perfectly healthy in fact it may be an indicator that her heart is in really good shape uh, so you know I, I typically don't like to use the heart rate as a monitor I had one person re use heart rate as a monitor. Okay, I'm pushing myself and I'm not getting past 160 beats per minute. I want to get it to 180 and he pushed himself to 180, died of a heart attack by overdoing it, not listening to his body, just looking at the monitor of his pulse. Pulses can um, may not be exactly uh, the best monitor about what's going on. What really matters is how are you feeling? And are you right. having these problems? And if she's biking and walking, she's probably feeling pretty good. Yeah. Her second uh, part of her question was, do you think that a low heart rate means a low metabolism? And if it does, could that make it hard to burn fat if you have a low metabolism? Yeah. Very rarely does a person's heart rate indicate low thyroid and low okay. metabolism. Nothing to do uh, with it. Okay. But you could have it checked. I mean, occasionally one would think the rate heart rate rep reflects you know, you could check that thyroid, um, but most of the time it doesn't mean uh, uh, okay. a thing. All right. Well, All right. I, I'm sure that that. I was going to tie that in, though. No matter what that question is going to be, I was going to yes. tie it into a psychological problem. You do that. And here it is. <laughs> All right. She's worried about it. Worry is something that we all deal with periodically, and we shouldn't let it overwhelm you. If you are concerned, see your physician or your care provider. And, uh, and be reassured. If you're having symptoms, certainly uh, have it checked out. Well, that's a good point. Why sit around worrying when yeah. you can do something about it? If it's it? bothering you. If it's bothering you, mm -hmm. find out the answer. Yeah. And she called in to find out an answer from you, but yeah. also yours is if you continue being worried, don't live your life being worried. Right. If a person came to me with her symptoms and that question about metabolism, I would say, well, let's just do a few tests, including a thyroid test. Uh, and you know maybe an EKG and uh, if she's having semi symptoms of something perhaps a stress test but likely not so uh, certainly ask your your care provider okay I think this forum that I find interesting about it is to tie in mental illness to addictions a lot of times those who don't have addictions think well people with addictions they got that, a problem. Yeah, that's and the I problem. Don't you don't think it's mental illness. But, uh, Nikki, what you're saying is oftentimes they are codependent. 
Correct. I think, um, you know, Brene Brown is a very well-known social researcher, uh, and she's just fantastic. And she does a lot of research about shame and vulnerability. And so when we talk about mental illness and we talk about depression and anxiety and, and struggling with some of those pieces, you know, it's really hard. Is It's a struggle to feel vulnerable. So sharing those stories, sharing those feelings, sharing those experiences with people uh, sometimes can be a little scary. And so when we talk about that stigma as far as mental health and addiction, really what we're trying to do not only with this forum, but with the Mental Health Task Force, with Brookings Empowerment Project is this huge piece of, of really trying to increase opportunities, increase awareness for people to be able to share their feelings, share their stories, so it's not as scary to be open and honest about what people are experiencing and really receive support for, for what you're experiencing. Um, these are skills, you know, skills that I teach in, in mental health therapy sessions every day. I wish I could go teach in schools every day because um, they're so common. And I think, you know, because we have a difficult time being vulnerable sometimes and sharing that story, we feel like we're by ourselves. So we want to really create opportunities for people to kind of have that aha moment of, I'm not by myself. This isn't just me. Um, and, and support individuals in that process. I'll, I'll throw out with you uh, an, a vulnerability that I've been sharing. And that is this, this whole th story of cancer that I've, I have had to uh, face. It's not an easy thing to talk about. And it's not an easy thing to admit to. And when people come back to you with, uh, no matter how they respond, and, and most of them are very sympathetic and very caring and so on and so forth, you know, sometimes a, a guy, you know, guy who's supposed to be macho, you know, it's, it's hard for me to explain. I, I, accept my vulnerability uh, and this illness that is uh, there. Uh, but uh, I think it's been a eye-opening thing for me. And uh, just to admit it and go into it and to be face first, right at it, uh, has been helpful to me. And I thank you for sharing your story to open that up to everyone else who might be struggling with some of the same feelings or the same processes that you're experiencing so they also can have that aha, you know, I'm not alone moment. Yeah. And that's the same, you know, maybe with somebody, a teenager who's recently been diagnosed with diabetes, um, any major life adjustment, you know, loss of a family member. Um, you know, it, it doesn't just have to be depression or anxiety. Um, like you had indicated at the beginning of the show, uh, mental health presents itself in a lot of different avenues. And so when we talk about emotion and behavior and just really trying to support ourselves when, when that emotion's pretty strong and coping with that and, and managing with that. I've not been thanked uh, very much. <laughs> I mean, most of it's been you know, uh, support, but it hasn't been a thank you. And so I appreciate your, your comment. Um, let's, uh, I, I made the point that I sense that depression is a very common reason for addiction. Uh, Nikki, do you see uh, other, other reasons for people to have addiction that, that I mean, you know, is it uh, post-traumatic stress or what, what are other reasons that people might have addiction? 
So a lot of research that's come out recently has been um, a lot on, you know, emotional intelligence, um, really having some self-awareness cues of our own emotions, our own needs. And so when we talk about depression. Explain that because I didn't understand what you just said. So when we talk about um, depression, anxiety, those pieces, and we talk about emotional intelligence, what emotional intelligence focus on focuses on is is just this concept of understanding emotions. So, am I feeling angry? Am I feeling frustrated? Am I feeling worried, nervous, scared, happy, excited? Mm-hmm. Um, do I really have this understanding of what emotions are occurring within myself? Um, and sometimes, you know, that isn't a skill that we're taught. Um, and so we really struggle with the self-awareness of, of just our emotions. And when we talk about the self-awareness of our needs, so what am, I, what am I needing? Am I needing to belong? Am I needing some type of fulfillment? Am I needing a close connection with somebody? Um, and so really being aware of these core concepts for ourselves of our needs. And when we don't do a lot of that self-check-in and awareness, what happens is we have those needs and we don't understand what's going on, and we try to fill them with anything that comes along. So maybe we're an adult and we don't have any family, or we don't have any close relationships, and a way to belong is by having you know individuals with us at the bar, and drinking and having a good time at the bar with everybody there that we feel creates a place for us to belong. So the sense of belonging, this this alcohol creates a place for me to belong. So there's a lot of research about just that self-awareness, um, what needs do we have, and how are we really paying attention to those needs? And are we trying to meet those needs in a healthy manner? Um, or are we you know, looking towards food or alcohol or different things like that to try to fill those needs. Yeah, I was fortunate enough to have uh, a job that was so fulfilling. Uh, uh, being able to help another person uh, gives me a sense of fulfillment enough to, 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 uh, to fill up those needs that I have. And uh, I, I just think when we can give, uh, it, it does, uh, it's a lot better option than staying hammered. We, we're running out of time. Much We've better got like option. two minutes, and we <laughs> yes. should. We, we want to have one more minute to f- to 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 uh, tie up uh, what's going on. You want to announce what this whole story is again? What's happening uh, coming up? So on October second, we will be having a dual diagnosis mental illness and addiction forum uh, that the Brookings Empowerment Project will be hosting at McCrory Gardens Visitor Center, and we would love to have everyone come. Um, if you yourself are struggling with mental health or dependency, if you have a family member or anybody that you feel um, has been affected by this and you really want to come get more information or ask some specific questions, we would love to have you. We'll add uh, hoarding might be another addiction that we should add to the list of of things. If hoarding is going on, uh, perhaps this would be a really good opportunity to come to this forum. Absolutely. Almost any type of addiction. You yeah. know, it, it doesn't matter what it would be, and sometimes you don't think of, for, we would not have thought of bringing up hoarding if you had not, but it's just one more, one more item that could be, could be considered an addiction, and I think this forum will be helpful for many people, and even if you have 
feel very mentally healthy yourself, but you have a family member that you're concerned about, please attend this. I think you'd, you'd learn quite a bit about it. So we have enjoyed this program. It's been so nice of both of you to come, both Nikki Eining and Kathleen Holliman, who are with the Brookings Empowerment Project, have been with us today. We hope you've enjoyed this Prairie Doc radio program, and we hope you'll listen again for Prairie Doc, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. As always, you can hear and see more from Dr. Holm online at prairiedoc.org. Rick, thank you. That's all for this week. Thank you, Joan. Thank you, Kathleen and Nikki and Bob. Uh, no no uh, uh, Prairie Home uh, pray no home. TV show no tomorrow TV night. Show tomorrow night. Uh, More we're, we're being bumped by the Vietnam thing, but following that, we have Psych Show uh, about uh, depression in the elderly. It should be killer diller a week from tomorrow night. Thank you again for uh, for being here and stay healthy out there, people. Mm-hmm.